start of the theme music for you. Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen, here with Alex King and Bill G. Today is Tuesday, April the 2nd, 2019. 4 p.m. in New York, 1 p.m. in Los Angeles, 9 p.m. in London, Sydney, Australia, around uh, 8 a.m. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy, where I'm very happy that Alex got our music going today. Thank you for doing that, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) She just gave it a push, and there it went. It was great. So we're in a silly mood, <laughs> which is the good way to start the show is to be in a silly mood because that way you're going to be in your most positive place, no matter what you're starting the day with, right? You know, it doesn't matter. Yep. Yep. That's really Absolutely. the most important thing. And uh, Bill is, is sitting there spinning his pendulum, which tells me it's another pendulum day we're going to be uh, doing here. Um, I think he, he's not only clearing the pendulum, he's clearing half the earth all at the same time. So well done, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are, are we continuing with what we were trying to do last week, helping Alex out, or, or what were you planning? To, what did you have in mind for uh, continuing the conversation this week, or, or did you just have it on hand, that just was, have it on hand? That was my that was my plan. Okay. To, because we wanted to, because we 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 had just scratched the surface of uh, Alex's relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> when we fi- when we finished up last time, I right. thought we can continue that. And also, if there's anybody on the live stream who uh, wants to uh, get some uh, quick answers or some uh, just just some uh, just some general clearings, that's kind of, that's fine with me too. Okay, sounds like a plan to me. So, uh, Alex, are you, are you ready for the healing to begin? <laughs> I'm ready for the healing to begin. <laughs> there you go. All right, excellent. <laughs> so, Bill, right. I'm turning it over to you. You take it from here. Go ahead. I'll, I'll just kind of watch all the right. uh, well, live stream. First of all, First of all, how are we all doing today? Doing good, doing good. We're doing great. <laughs> right. I'm doing good too. The uh, Jeffrey's doing good too. Uh, he says so. Hi, less, Jeffrey. Less than, I've got less than two two weeks to tax season over. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is crazy nuts in the in the tax office. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm glad I got mine done a lot earlier than I normally do this year. I mean, we got ours done in, in like mid-February, and I'm usually one of the ones who gets it done on April 14th or something like that. But getting it done early this year, I mean, it's been, I, I forgot that I had taxes now. I mean, it's it's been so long now, it just slipped my mind. I've got the refund. I mean, it's yeah. everything. It's great. I love it. I don't have to do taxes, so I'm lucky. <laughs> but But just when I thought I was safe, <laughs> Just when I thought it was safe that April fifteenth was coming up and it was going to be the end of tax season, I got called for jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, the, day after, the day after Easter, I get called for jury duty. <laughs> and don't don't tell me it's tax court, right? Then <laughs> <laughs> you you're you're actually going to be dismissed because you are biased. Against taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Ways to get out of jury duty. <laughs> I think my uh, image well, froze. I'm gonna try to. Yeah, I'm gonna try to fix that. It's okay. On my screen, it froze okay. me in a laughing position, so that's pretty good. You know, <laughs> if you're going to freeze the screen, you, you might as well do it that way, right? Okay, I think I'm coming back on now. Getting there. There, there it is. There we are. Okay. So take it away, Bill. 
All right. Okay. Now, again, we're going to uh, first. We're going to clear ourselves and clear the clear the atmosphere. Make sure that everything's okay. I, I got to tell we're you, getting information. Je- Jeffrey said, "I still need to do my." He still he says he still needs to do his taxes. Maybe Bill can clear them for me. All right. I'll clear taxes. He can do both. Uh, uh, quick poll. Quick poll. How many people haven't done their taxes yet? <laughs> funny no one's raising their hands i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) that's okay you can always do an extension (laughs) that's right yes (laughs) i've never done that actually all right we're getting our information from the right place how's our committee's doing my committee's fine how's alex's committee oh no committee's up to seven let's let's lower that down Nah, invite them all in. I'm just kidding. Nah, it's a party. <laughs> the more the merrier. More the Alex merrier. Is, no, 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 no. Alex is no, very she popular. The kitchen. She, she's just very popular. Yeah. She's I got, am. You know? On this side and the other side. That's, that you. makes me well, feel good. <laughs> well, something very interesting to note about your high self committee. I mean, you, you, um, there's some people who believe that the uh, high self committee is consistent, uh, consists of souls that are like within a soul group. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. um, I've actually seen evidence to indicate that the souls in your soul, in your high self, high self committee, are actually aspects of yourself in the non-physical Ooh. form. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, the way that works is, I mean, just imagine here that you've got, um, you know, in the non-physical realm, there is no no time, right? There's no right. time is something that's restricted to this plane. So you go to the, to the non-physical where there is no time, then you can have a gazillion duplicates of yourself yeah. mm-hmm. from different time periods, yeah, all meeting together and having a party. <laughs> nice, nice. Marvel Comics, I do something like that. You know, it's a superhero gang, right? Yeah, <laughs> Actually, that's that's DC Comics that does that does the, multi- oh, DC does the multiverses. The... Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, my apologies, DC. Yeah, <laughs> you can see how closely aligned I am with comics. I mean, it's just you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they all have their own TV shows now, so Alex is well aware. <laughs> that's right. Of course she is. I should have known. I should have asked you. I should have known. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hashtag Alex is always right. <laughs> All right, so what would you be talking You're gonna put that yes, on the list, are. aren't you? I know you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not that self-centered. No, I won't. <laughs> One day I will. One day it'll One day? come up and it'll be necessary, and I will. <laughs> We're gonna make a T-shirt. Right. So now let's take a look at Alex's love life. <laughs> be interesting at this point. Uh, <laughs> I think the pendulum's stuck. <laughs> it's, let's see. <laughs> it's stuck on interesting. That's what it's stuck on. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> All right. So we got some inner archetypes. Inner archetypes? Inner outer archetypes? Wow. Inner archetypes. But inner I mean, archetypes. But that inner implies that there's also outer. Um, inner, um, yes. And, well, an inner archetype is something that um, exists on um, a core level, 
whereas your standard archetypes are something that is more of what what you see. Ah. Okay. Okay. So the inner archetype of the creator came up. Well, okay. if you're going to have one, you might as well get that one. That's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> inner archetype of the creator. Anything else? Got to be more. Okay. We're going to 27. Learning is fun. The learning is fun is always an interesting one to come up because there's nothing fun on that chart. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> Deception in advertising. Oh, my God. <laughs> so here we are. We are caught up in misbeliefs. We are hmm. caught up in misbeliefs came up. Oh. All right. Next. All right, now we got 14. That's going to pre-fall. This is illusions, creating the illusion, pre-fall consciousness. Well, it goes with being a creator, sure. Yeah. Me? And let's see. That one or that one? Okay. Misuse and energy in creating. Oh, man. <laughs> I think Misuse of energy in creating. I think you have to have a, a talk with your higher self here. I mean, come on. I know, right? <laughs> Just, I thought I was doing everything right down here. But, uh... All right. Is there anything else to look at? Yes, there is. Show me. All right. We're going 21. 21 is final items. 21 black. <laughs> I didn't know this you spent time universe. in casinos. It's final <laughs> items. This one universe. And that is, show me, uh, this one's getting a little esoteric. This is the all category Aww. for $100. So the all category. <laughs> the all category refers to, um, actually, I'm not sure what that refers to. <laughs> the all category, because we got to look at it in context. <laughs> Let's see. So we got inner archetypes of the creator. We have... Learning is fun. We are caught up in misbeliefs. We have misuse of energy in creating in the all category. Uh, hold on one moment. Can we trade these in for like a different reading? This doesn't sound so good, Alex. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> this isn't as good as last week. <laughs> I think we need okay. a different SRT practitioner. I think that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's bringing out the, the big book. Oh, no. This is, this is serious. <laughs> you got to go to the library for a second. <laughs> it just, it just got real. <laughs> All right. Let's see. The all category. All right. So the all category refers to items being cleared, all items being cleared without needing them to be researched individually. That's what he means by the all category. Hmm. Okay. So what? So we're just going to clear everything and not even talk about it. Well, well, well what it's saying is when it, <laughs> when it comes up the all category, what it's saying is um, the there are multiple misbeliefs. There are, is multiple misuse of energy. There's multiple creator programs going on here. And it's saying there's a lot going on here. We only need to clear it once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am a lot. So... <laughs> So my guess is what's going on here is that um, again you're a you're a very highly creative person. True. Okay. Very, very factual. And 
part of what you are trying to create mm-hmm. is a um, is a perfect relationship. So does it have is, to be perfect or? <laughs> well, well you, it, it's perfect for you because okay, true. Okay, because you've got needs. You know, you've got yeah. um, your. I would have to uh, say that your needs are probably not in the normal range in the sense in the sense that you you know um i mean i i i listened to your show the the show you and Walt did last wednesday morning and where mm-hmm. you were talking about you know the anxiety that you that you deal with yes. and so you when you were attracting someone in your life you need someone who not only understands that but yes. will work with that facts and, you know and so uh, you, you meet somebody who likes to go, uh, rock climbing. That, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> work. <laughs> I mean, it can work, but just know that I'm not coming with you. Right. And rock right, climbing right. is gonna be, this, that's gonna be our, our separate time. You know, mm-hmm. rock climbing is right. your thing. And, uh, or, or basically really any any kind of outdoor sport is out of the, is out of the question at least at this point because yeah. of the fact mm-hmm. that you know the the agoraphobia fix it, it comes in so you know so all of the normal activities that you would consider you know dating activities right are, a lot of them are off the table just going on dates period is going is, on dates period mm-hmm. is yes you know it's it's it's, it's a whole thing like it's got to be during the day when no one's around and mm-hmm. The food has to be there within ten minutes, <laughs> like it's right. a whole thing. <laughs> so I wow. rather just get takeout and come back home and eat in bed. Right, right, right. So, so there, so there, there we have you know some some really very strict conditions here. <laughs> <laughs> but I have found people that are willing. Oh, there you you just, we lost you might just cut out. That's when I flip the. Like your your mic had low volume and then no volume. What about now? It's low volume. Now no volume. Yeah, I, I don't think the the the, uh, the people on the other side want this clear. Yeah. They're they're doing everything they can to block this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, again, this is this is what's interesting is it's um, creating a situation where the only thing that is being attracted are. Uh, things that are to that are that are going to work with this situation, the situation as it's created, and um, there's so many blocks here. There's so many block. There's like you know, we you'd consider it a barrier to entry. There's there's so many barriers to entry when you when you're looking at it from the perspective of the perspective boyfriend, life soulmate, whatever. There's so many barriers to entry here. There's you know we're uh, you're dealing with somebody who who has a, a lot of um, uh, has a list of things that mm-hmm. need, need to be that need to be uh, things to be avoided and things that that can't be done and mm-hmm. uh, and I would imagine that that's that's probably something that has um, has been a bit of a turnoff for for guys who who want to date you is that true? I wouldn't know because a lot of guys haven't gotten. Can you? You can hear me, right? Oh, you're I playing loud now. now. Yes. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, uh, they usually ghost me before we even get to the part about the fact that you know I, I'm an uh, 
I'm an indoor person. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> for, for the benefit of, of us old fogies, what is ghosting? <laughs> I actually know what that is now, but... <laughs> Walt well, well can now tell you because of me. <laughs> exactly. I've learned a lot from Alex. Okay. Ghosting, ghosting is when uh, a guy or girl decides to just, they're, they're talking to you and you're in, you're in conversation via text or what have you. And then they just stop responding and disappear completely. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So before you even get to the point of that you're an indoor person, they, it doesn't even get that far for a lot of them. Yeah. Most of the time, the other, I, there was only one guy that I was actually talking to where he was like, oh, that, that's not really a problem. Then it turned into, oh, you have too many medical issues, so I, I got to go. Oh, okay. Like, mm, okay, boy, okay. bye. <laughs> so what's interesting, though, is that this misbelief thing is, in, is interesting because mm-hmm. it's saying – it's what it's saying is that um, the barriers to entry here – are actually a, a misbelief. It's not, it's, this is not actually, is not actually true. <clears throat> that even though that we have multiple issues, multiple barriers to entry, mm-hmm. that these are barriers that you've created yourself. Ooh. Well, that's kind of true. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, not on purpose, well, but definitely true. It's never on yeah, purpose. So what we can do is we can, we can try and cl- we can work on clearing that. Oh, we're clearing the agoraphobia now? That's what's up. <laughs> uh, would you like the agoraphobia to be cleared? <laughs> no, I want to keep it. Yes, I want to keep it. Well, you got to ask sometimes because, again, it was um, <clears throat> in my in my in my blog this week. I'm talk. I I uh, was talking about um, uh, what we give up. When we decide to choose a new path. Yeah. And part of what we give up is our old selves. Right. You know, that, that old, that old, our old belief systems are fat. And a lot of times our families, our loved ones, our, our jobs, our careers, whatever. We give all that up in order to, to travel, go a, a new path, a more spiritual path. Mm-hmm. Now that's, very easy. Uh, that's an easy choice to make for people who are suffering a great deal. You know, if you're you hit rock bottom, you're um, you're sleeping in a gutter and whatever. Yeah, you you've hit rock bottom there. You've got you're ready to make a big change in your life. Yeah. Where it gets a lot harder is where people are not hit rock bottom. Right. Where they're comfortable. Where they've hit their yeah they're in their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. They have food, shelter, yep. hobbies, friends. They, yep. you know, they've got every, they got all that, but they're feeling this very, very strong depression, mm-hmm. or they're feeling that they're not moving in the right direction in their lives, or whatever. Then it becomes a lot harder to make that choice to move out of that. And into something new and into getting what you want as opposed to, um, satisfying what the, you know, people pleasing and, and doing all those other things for other people. It's I was all, just going to say that. Yeah. It is, it is a lot, lot harder to do that. Yeah. It's, it, that happens when you care at all about what society says about your situation. 
Right. Right, exactly. Well, which I don't. It time to get there. Actually, it's not just society, but it's also caring what your loved ones think about of your situation. They're part of society, so yeah. Yeah, they are part of society, <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've had multiple clients who came to me who are either recently divorced or in the process of getting divorced mm-hmm. or thinking about getting divorced because they've chosen a, a spiritual path because they found their lives before to be very dissatisfying or right. they were depressed or whatever. They, they, they felt a need to move on, but their loved ones said, no, no, I'm going to sit here and watch football. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay here. This, this physical life, you know, this is working out for me. Yeah. And so that person feels very, very alone at that point. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and it can be devastating because. It is. A lot of times, these people are who have chosen a, a more spiritual path or a more a, tr- a, a law of attraction life or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's extre- it, at first, it can be extremely lonely yep. because you're moving yep. on to something new. Mm-hmm. And um, so, when I ask the question, "Are you ready to get rid of your agoraphobia?" That's not an easy question to answer. That the the hell yes is yeah, it's it's hurting and whatever. But there's a part of you that's served by it. There's a part of you that's very comfortable in that spot. Oh, I am comfortable. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right. So yeah. the, to choose not mm-hmm. to do that, yeah. you are choosing not to be agoraphobic, which means got to go outside. Mm. It means you've got to feel okay being outside. Yeah. You gotta feel okay going to the beach. You gotta feel okay being in a crowd of people. And that can be terrifying. Yes. <laughs> Factual. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm better off in this hiding in this, in this little shell. But you know, then you gotta can think, the other thing you gotta think about is, all right, all right, um, I, I'm too scared to change mm-hmm. my life. I'm, I'm too scared because this is, this other thing, you know, I've, I've created a nice, comfortable, um, hole in my bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this, you know, the mattress is nice. It's nicely conformed to my body now. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and maybe I don't want to get out of bed right now. Yeah. Or ever. And, um, maybe I can be safe here, but then mm-hmm. spirit tells you, informs you, and, and this is something we've already uh, looked into, is mm-hmm. that we know that the anxiety is going to eventually hurt, damage your health. In fact, we, we already know that it has. It and has. we know, we also know that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Because we know that, you know, people who stay inside and who are generally afraid have higher blood and have to deal with higher blood pressure issues. Mm-hmm. There's lack of exercise issues. I mean, there's all sunshine and the whole, the whole nine yards that come along with it. Yeah. That you don't get, so you can rationalize it. You can say, Hey, you know, I'm rationalizing here. Yes, this is bad for me. I'm, I am, I am on a one way ticket to an early grade here. If I continue yep. on this path, but you know, that bed, that is so <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my I got my pillows and I've got my TV and I've got this all you know, I've got it, I got it, I got it, and I'm good. 
So again, you, there's a, there's a there's a cognitive dissonance going on here. There's a there's yeah. a decision to make. There's you got to decide that I am not going. I am not afraid. I am I am I am brave. I am and because this is going to be the probably the hardest thing you ever do in your life, and mm-hmm. it is it is affecting your love life. It is affecting because. Again, what we were saying that you're, you've created so many barriers to entry. Yep. For, for anybody to come into your life on mm-hmm. a romantic level. Because, you know, somebody who, especially who is on Tumblr or whatever, they're looking, they're not just looking for a girlfriend or they're not just looking for a good time. They're look, I'm sorry, they're not just looking for a life partner or of someone to marry. They're also looking for someone to have fun with. Right, right. And if they've taken the step to say, okay, I'm ready to start dating because, you know, I'm ready to start dating. They want to go on a date. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They don't want to just, you know, come to your house and eat takeout. They want to, they want to actually enjoy your company. They want to take you to a movie. They want to, they, they want to wine and dine you. They want to make you feel right. <laughs> <laughs> but when the extent of the date is your apartment, they're like, okay. <laughs> I got all dressed up <laughs> in your apartment. <laughs> all dressed up and no place to go. Oh, we're loving this. <laughs> so, hey, Alex. Um, Jeffrey's asking a question that that's fundamental to what you go through as uh, with your agoraphobia. So maybe you can explain okay. for him. He's just he's asking, what is it about being outside that is fearful? Is it the people, the noise, the wildlife, not being in control of your surroundings? Is it everything all at once? What is it? It's everything all at once. And I get it too, because, uh, my, my father-in-law, uh, suffered from agoraphobia. And, mm-hmm. uh, even Nina, uh, uh, my wife, uh, she suffers from a, a, a form of anxiety and a little bit of agoraphobia too. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time she's okay, but there are days when mm-hmm. she's like, nah, I'm in my, I'm in my bedroom and I'm in my safe place and this is where I'm staying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so, you know, I'd be like, hey, let's go and, because we have this wonderful little place here, here in town in, in Rutland called the Yellow Deli. And it's a, a wonderful little restaurant run by these, these religious people. And it's, it's got the, the fun music and great food and whatever. We love going to this place. Uh, but sometimes it's, and hey, let's go Yellow Deli. But no, and it's, and some days it's like, nope, ain't nope. going. Nope. Nowhere ain't nope. gonna happen. <laughs> go get me some takeout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bill, you make a compelling case for the comfort zone. That's not something we do a lot of here on the show. So this, this, is, a, this is a little bit of balance going on here. Well, it, well, it is a like, I, but like I said, it's the comfort zone is comfortable, <laughs> mm-hmm. but choosing the path of um, of getting of of asking the universe to give you what you want as opposed to this shell that you've created for yourself because you know that eventually that shell is going to suffocate you and that's and that's the something you gotta that's that's your opposite of your um your uh of your argument for the comfort zone because your your comfort zone your comfort zone is going to kill you eventually and you have to believe that too that, 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 that your comfort that, that's zone. a really that's a really unpleasant thought. It, it, this is a damned if you it is do, a damned, damned yes. if you don't situation. It, it, it's like a no win. Do I stay in the comfort zone? It I is. lose. Do I go out of the comfort zone? I lose. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> but the thing, but then actually, the nice thing 
is that you get out of your comfort zone and you're able to clear out the, the fear that is associated with being Washington. outside of that box. Yeah. And now it's no longer fearful. Now it is empowering. Now you've gone, you've gone, um, and, and the thing is we do it, we all do it. We all do it. I did it for years working a corporate job. That was my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And even though it made me miserable every day, I went into work and I, I sit at my desk and I stare at that computer and look at my to-do list. And I'm like, and every day it was like, Oh dear God, the same thing over and over and over again. Are you yeah. out of, are you kidding me? <laughs> Groundhog day. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, 12 months have gone by. Now I got to do this report. Now mm. I got to do it. Month end reports. Dear, well, you know, all that stuff that comes along with it, and, you know, and I'm, I don't fault for people who enjoy that. Especially if you're thinking of a bigger picture, wider picture, and it's it, mm-hmm. and it gives you satisfaction, that's great. Uh, it just wasn't working for me, mm. and yeah. because you know my work is is doing this stuff, you know, uh, helping people, you know, see, uh, you know, that the the grass is greener someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a just good title a for a show. Just I mean, steal, <laughs> so anyway, we're clearing this. Clear that out. This misuse of, of your creative energy, because again, the, the misuse of creating age uh, of misuse of creating creative. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. The misuse of creative energy is also what happens when we create excuses. Mm-hmm. Think of it as creating excuses. Mm-hmm. I can't because I can't because I can't because, and when those. When I can't because, and the end of that sentence is something fear-based, then you need to change the conversation to, I can because, I I can because I'm not fearful, you know, or actually we can't express the negative because I am brave. I am, I I can because I am free. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's different here where, um, where, uh, uh, comparison to say Abraham teaching, comes into it because abraham would basically say okay you're focusing on the stuff that you don't like change your focus to what you do like so so what's different about the srt what 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 does the srt give us that abraham isn't giving us what the um what srt gives us is um more insight into why it's going into the soul record and seeing what is your individual hang-up what is the what is in your soul record that is is preventing you from real doing that Abraham realization for the purpose of letting go of it, okay. I presume, because you don't want to live there. So I, th- I right, presume, right. I presume that's and, why you're doing it helps it. you let, to knowing what it is, knowing what it is, what you're holding on to. It makes it easier to let go of it. Okay, right. Okay, uh, because a lot of people, a lot of people go into the the, um, the law of attraction, and they're like, "Well, I want this." Not realize, like, I want a more meaningful relationship. Not realizing that they have a subconscious program about always having bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And since they're not consciously aware of it, they don't understand, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing my meditation, I'm doing my manifestation, I'm doing my mirror exercises, I'm doing everything I need to do. Why is it not still, why is it still not happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so what we do with SRT is we say, we figure out, well, why is it not happening? Mm-hmm. And we clear it 
and then you can say now you can say I want a better I want better relationships now and knowing oh wait a second I got to make sure that I'm not repeating that old pattern anymore I've let mm-hmm. that go yeah and, uh, <clears throat> I can now re-express my fear into a term of empowerment so so that raises a question in my mind and it's one that I've had before but somehow I never really voiced it if okay. the goal here is to uh, to express this stuff and to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Well, the other part of it is trying to remember the question. I just forgot what I was going to ask. So, <laughs> so skip it. It just went right out the head. Oh, I know what it was. Um, the, okay. way you, the way you clear it, you clear it by spinning your pendulum around. Most people, if they're seeing a therapist or whatever, they, they get to the root of it and they talk it out. What is it? Why, yeah. why is it that spinning the, the uh, pendulum around is, is sufficient? Okay, well, first of all, I'm not actually spinning the pendulum. Well, okay, but you know, um, but but you, you do something along that line to clear it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, the difference between that and talking it out, um, again, we've got access to uh, more of the subconscious and and more of the uh, of the soul motivation, the the soul program. Uh, we have other protocols within SRT that go a little bit beyond that. One is called a, a inner, inner child progression. An inner child progression is we uh, find out all the hang-ups in your life from birth through your present life and all the way up through your, your lifetime, uh, various programs that come up in your life, and we clear those, uh, kind of like uh, getting a, a sneak peek of how I got here, where I am now, where am I going? At least mm-hmm. as far as what the soul, when the soul comes into this uh, lifetime, they have a plan. And so, and the plan is not always in our best interest because the soul is just looking for experience. And the more advanced the soul is, the more difficult that path can be. Mm-hmm. So we discover which pieces of that path that we can need to clear, and we can clear them so that way you have a, a if not a, you, it doesn't prevent life from happening, but it gives you better tools to to, um, to understand and be in a more neutral place, a more positive place when you hit, hit those things. Another protocol we do is called the brain restructuring, and that one is that one goes a lot more intense. And what we do with that one is we um, figure out what is the negative concrete base of your existence and what has been programmed into your actual physical brain cells. (laughs) And then we replace those with a positive concrete base. We take those phrases and we turn them into positives. And then we instruct spirit to take those memory engrams, those synapses in your brain, and rewire them to a more positive uh, expression. Now, I've done this with a number of different clients, and uh, it has been a, uh, it's usually very life-changing for them. Hmm. Now, we, we usually get to the brain restructuring after we've done a few sessions, and the reason why we wait until after we've done a few sessions is we've done more research and we've dug deep into the different programs that you have, so that way we have a better uh, foundation in which to understand the negative concrete bases as we research them. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. okay. So then we, 
and, and then we changed that over to a positive concrete base. And uh, like I said, it's been a very, uh, it's an intense, uh, usually it takes about an hour to do, um, but it's an intense uh, uh, clearing protocol that we do. Hmm. Okay. And while you're working on that, uh, I've got another question from Jeffrey for you, Alex. Following up okay. to what he said before, he said, what things make you uncomfortable? Are there other places in your life where you feel that comfort? Wait, what, what did he say? What places make me uncomfortable or comfortable? Comfortable, sorry. What things make you comfortable? And, and uh, are there other places in your life where you feel that comfort? Um, with my mom, with my dogs, in my room. Makes sense. Um, I can't think of any place. My, I will say my psychiatrist's office, but that's mainly because of him, not because of, you know, the surroundings of it, because mm. I have to leave the house to go there. So that's a whole thing. Mm. So, but, uh, he makes it very comforting. Mm-hmm. Good. But so, you know, certain types of people and personalities can make me comfortable which makes it easier for me to do certain things. Okay. That's a good answer. All right. Um, so w- something I'm, I'm, re- I'm just starting to research right now is the, uh, I want to get down to the core of the go- agoraphobia. Mm-hmm. So uh, first thing I came up with was a dysfunction of creative energy. Again, this creative energy keeps coming up for you. It does um, a lot. It does come up a lot. So, I'm sensing a theme here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Five, final assurance. Five, 25. Okay, we got past li- miscellaneous past lives in other dimensions. While he's doing this, Jeff's got another question for you, Alex. He's asking, can you talk mm-hmm. more about the comfort and what causes it? Soft things. Soft things? I'm very... I- Soft things. I, I, um, with the, with the, uh, autism spectrum disorder, I have, uh, sensitivities to textile. So soft things automatically make me feel comfortable and, and warm and satisfied. Whereas, let's say, a pair of jeans that haven't been washed yet, like, like fresh off the, or they're, you know, unsoft jeans, like very coarse jeans. Um, touching them could like set off my brain and like make me feel very, um, I don't, I can't describe how it makes me feel, but it just, um, it can set off a whole synapsis of, of, of issues. Well, I mean, I can understand that and I don't have the, the issue you're dealing with, <laughs> but. You know, so I, so I don't, you know, go out and, and, uh, you know, loot my local 7-Eleven or something because I, I experienced a, a, a rough feeling fabric, but I love soft feeling fabrics and all of my clothing is soft feeling. I won't, yeah. I don't own a pair of blue jeans for the very reason you talked about. I won't even yeah, buy yeah. it to go through the break-in period. I just won't do it. I own jeans. I own two pairs of jeans. They have to come from Old Navy because Old Navy is the only place I know of that um, uses fabric softener before they sell mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So they're automatically soft already, and then of course I put them through my wash and use fabric softener. So mm. they're, you know, they're they're I can deal with them. They're flexible. They're stretch. <laughs> they have that stretchy material. They're, 
you know, so, but anyway, everything in my room is soft. So my chair is soft. My, my bed is soft. My sheets and my comforter, everything is soft. It has to be. Um, I understand I that. I don't know what it is. I, yeah, I, I understand just, it completely. Uh, I mean, because I'm very touch oriented. My, if I were to rank my, and I've done this before, if I if I rank my senses, hearing is my best sense, touch is my second best sense, mm-hmm. and and I just I'm very sensitive to touch. I mean, of all kinds. I'm I, if I'm if I'm asleep and my wife has awakened and I'm snoring a bit, all she has to do is just stroke my hair and I go hmm, and then I go quiet. <laughs> Because I'm that sensitive to touch. <laughs> that reminds me of the, um, what was that book in Harry Potter that you had to stroke the spine of a book? Oh, yeah, yeah. The monster, monster book to monsters. <laughs> yes. The monster book of monsters. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> She's, He'll calm down. she's actually gotten to the point where, you know, if she's not really ready to go to sleep, she'll, she'll just start stroking me just to get all the sounds that come out of me for a while. And just, and I'm not waking up, you know, <laughs> I'm doing this while I'm asleep. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh man. <laughs> More information than you ever wanted to know about Walt Thiessen, I'm telling you. Yeah, a little bit. That's okay. We like to overshare on this podcast. <laughs> Oversharing is caring. <laughs> no laughing, Bill. You're supposed to be checking the charts. <laughs> Focus, Bill. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So what do we got? Oh, quite a bit. Oh boy, here we go. I'm running right. out of room for, for hashtags, people. Flip the page. Are we? <laughs> I'm so glad that web pages have no limit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. So, this agoraphobia is something you have definitely put this into this lifetime because it, you wanted to live a very solitary existence. Let me look at something. Are you a, a monk in a... All right. You were a very... How, how many... What's the percentage? Sorry, I, I, I'm getting a lot of things at once, so I don't mean if I if I'm, can't complete a sentence here. That's okay. All right. We're looking at 70% of your past lives in other dimensions, and that's what keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. You were living a very solitary existence. You were like like a hermit. Oh, okay. Wow. Seventy percent. That's a lot. That's a lot because we we're, we're talking about each individual soul has had hundreds of lifetimes. Right. Seventy percent. You were you were more or less a hermit. Mm-hmm. Um. However, this is normal this, for me. <laughs> however, in this particular one. Uh-huh. In order for you to have this solitary existence, you've mm-hmm. created an imprint of brain damage. So it created <gasps> Shut up. It created a belief that you have autism spectrum disorder, which created which brings on the anxiety disorder. And the message here is that it's an illusion. 
it doesn't really exist because we all have, when we go down to the microscopic level, the energy level and whatever, it's all just energy. Mm-hmm. And because we're all just energy, we can change the energy based on, again, what we want as opposed to what we don't want. So we change, we can change that. And again, the embryo came up again. So again, it's this, you've got this creative egg inside of you Mm -hmm. that is a part of you is wants to be alone in order to, you know, be the, the mad scientist in the lab all by themselves (laughs) making this, making this thing, making this, creating this thing. No, nobody can touch it because I'm going to be, I'm inside this thing. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! But don't take me out to dinner. (laughs) I almost spit up my drink. Oh my god. (laughs) But there's a very, very strong part of you that is believing, that believes that this is part of your life purpose. This is your life meaning to be this solitary person <laughs> hiding alone in the tower, uh, doing your creation thing. Hmm. So again, this is part of the illu- this this shell that you that. So that's the um, that's basically the root of the agoraphobia here. It's this desire to create alone, being alone, and being you know whatever. And I mean, even the um, even doing the podcast, it is a it is a form of a solitary um, work because, mm. again, it's it's just the three of us, and we're separated by hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Sorry. Yeah. laughs> we're we're just faces on a screen to you. <laughs> <laughs> and even the 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 and the, and we're and we're safe talking in front of all of our listeners again because they're just they're just uh, text messages on a on a message board. They're <laughs> you know, a part of you can you can still fool yourself into believing that they're not real people. It's true. And, I do. I don't mind doing this, but because I don't feel like I'm peopling. Right, right. <laughs> if you had, if you had the 400 plus people that listen to this show all in your apartment right now, you would be completely freaked out. My shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Or even if you had them all together in an auditorium, that would be tough, too. I mean, it's easier with an auditorium. You can turn the lights down and you can pretend they're not there. That's true, because when I was doing stand-up, you can't see the audience, so right. it's it's a lot easier. It is a lot easier. But if you're if you're working a room where you can't turn the lights down and you can see them actually looking at you, it's a lot harder. <laughs> well, the, but the stand-up came before the agoraphobia. I, was, I wasn't doing it during the... During mm-hmm. the um, the shutdown, I call it. <laughs> okay. So when did the agoraphobia start? I was 26. All right. So that late. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're only talking of the agoraphobia has only been a thing for, for what, five, six years? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. So you, okay. So, okay. So this, it's been, and when, and when it came on, did it come on all of a sudden or did it come on kind of gradually? Gradually. Gradually, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was while you were doing stand up. Um, I was doing stand. I mean, I was uh, I was an outgoing person. I was I was at the clubs every weekend. I was doing stand up. I was also a hairdresser, and you know, I was doing it all. Okay. 
And it w- was there any particular event that happened that, that, you know, uh, a traumatic, any kind of trauma that happened during that, that made you feel unsafe? Uh, I had my first panic attack while I was driving okay. and almost, almost got into a car accident. Okay. So I was like, okay, uh, I'm not driving anymore. All right. So, what then, were, <laughs> so when you were having that panic attack, what was going on in your life in particular? I felt overwhelmed by everything I was doing. And I also felt like I was being pressured. I mean, this is hindsight being 2020 because I wasn't realizing this at the time. But I I also noticed that I was feeling pressured to be a certain type of adult. Mm -hmm. And I mentally wasn't ready for that. I see. So, Like, I wasn't mentally ready to live on my own and pay all these bills and, you know, do everything society says you're supposed to be doing at a certain type of age. Right, right. You know, that's just, that just, that isn't my, my lifeline. That's not, that's not where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Now, um, uh, do you live alone or you live, you live with your mother, I think it is? I live with my mom. Yeah. You live with your mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there was a part, there was a part of you that, that were you living alone at the time? I had roommates, but my mother had moved to the Cape, and so she had left. Okay. All right. So you, oh, you're, all right. So your your mother left. So yep. you were. Just, it was just you and your roommates at yep. the time. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. This is good to know because again, mm-hmm. you are. Um, again, this goes along with that um, need to be in a safe place in order to create. Yeah. All right. And so mm-hmm. there's another part of you that says, you know, this, this society, this society crap, that's crap. It's, it's not, is <laughs> this is not for me. I'm not ready to quote unquote grow up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't adult. <laughs> You're right. Okay. I, I perfectly understand this because I got a client who's the, who's the same way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. And so your, so here, you then said, "Okay, oh, okay, well, all right." The next question is the is the autism. Did you yeah. always have that? Um, always, yeah. Well, you're born with it, so yes. But I didn't know officially until I was 27. Okay, about the same time. About yeah. About I mean, I, would, I had already uh, moved to the Cape with my mom. You know, because mm-hmm. I had already had my breakdown and and all that stuff. So after that, my mom was like, "Okay, look, there's something wrong with my daughter. We need yeah. to fix. We need to figure out what it is. Uh-huh. And I need to see doc- this doctor, this doctor, and this doctor. Right. And so my mom like took charge of my whole healthcare and everything. And then mm-hmm. that's how we figured out this is why she struggled in high school. This is why all this happened. This is why she's this way. And it it all just clicked. It made sense, and I was right, like, "Oh, right. okay." And now, and and now you can see here is there. This was the um, the integration of a soul program. The soul oh. programs wanted you to be in a certain place or a certain uh, mindset. You mm-hmm. know, they wanted you to be in a safe place, and here you were trying to adult. Which means mm. that, you know, and one of the first things we learn when we become adults is we can't be kids anymore. Yeah. And we also learn, one of the first things we learned as, as adults is that, um, it's not just all fun and games. 
uh, we can't, um, it's, there are consequences to, uh, hanging out with our friends. There's consequences mm. to, uh, you know, being clubbing all night and getting drunk and whatever, because, you know, I got to go to a job. And if yeah. I don't go to my <laughs> job, I'm going to get fired. And if I don't get, and if I get fired, then I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my bills. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's consequence sudden, after consequence after consequence. Yeah. And then, and so all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, all those things that my teacher's been telling me all this time about, uh, being a, you know, being a responsible person is, mm-hmm. wow, geez. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm, yeah. uh, <laughs> I quit. I quit. Thank you. I've had enough. Good night. <laughs> right. So. Now there was a here you are at 27 years old and you're you're doing these things and you're you know you're trying the adult thing and whatever it ain't working out so now we're going to throw that imprint in there we're going to say mm-hmm. okay now I can't adult I mm-hmm. can't because I'm broken mm-hmm. all right I have a and there's your imprint of brain damage so there it is I am broken and not only am I broken, I'm broken in the brain. You can't fix me. <laughs> you cannot fix me because I am broken in the brain. And we Ironic- go- I was going to say, ironically, um, around this time is when we found the AVM, the arterial venous malformation in my brain. I got one of those too. <laughs> oh, nice! High five! Yes. <laughs> one, day, one day I'll die from a stroke. <laughs> oh, no. Not me. They shrunk mine with radiation, so mine's gone. <laughs> uh, well, it, actually, it was an aneurysm, so whatever. It's okay. Yeah. The, the, the doctor, the neurologist said I have a better chance of being hit by lightning, so. <laughs> yeah, well, in my family. Not so much. <laughs> well, and then, again, that's another reason why I chose a life that was less stressful. Yes. Yes. yes because Agreed. when, because when, if my, if I live a life that I am not living my best life, then my blood pressure goes up and then yeah. whatever. And then, again, it will, and I, and I, and I know for a fact, because I know I've got this thing in my brain. Yep. That it will kill me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If I, if I'm not living my best life, it will kill me. So yep. I don't have a choice. I mm-hmm. have to live my best life. Yes. Well, you do have a choice. Okay. I mean, the, the choice is there. You, you've clearly opted on which way you're going to go, but you do have a choice. Right, right, right. So now here's, and now here's your choice, Alex. Yes. Your choice now is, okay, I've created this thing. In my brain, I've created this condition in my brain in order to protect myself from the responsibilities of adulting because I believe that adulting is going to get in the way of my creative energies, in my, in my ability to be a creator because it's going to, because all of that responsibility is going to stress me out so badly that I will not be a create, I will not be an effective creator. So mm-hmm. therefore I'm going to put these things on me so that way I can remain safe in my cave and that way I don't have to ever come out again. And this has been a repeating pattern. This has been something that's going on in 70% of your lifetimes. That's a so lot. This has been, that's a lot. So this has been going on over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So the choice now becomes, can you be the creator 
without the brain damage. Oh man! <laughs> can I can I be the best person I can be, and be able to go outside, and to be able to go on a date? I mean, I used to be able to, so why not? When before you were twenty seven years old, you didn't have any of this, right? You you had a life that did not have this in it. Mm-hmm. It was only when that it was only when the when that when life became a little, a bit unbearable, <laughs> when mm-hmm. life became scary, that you said, oh, yep. I've got this thing where I, I didn't do so well in school and I didn't do this. Hey, you know, I bet you that there was something wrong with my brain all this time and I just didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to make it bigger. And bigger. And this happens with cancer too. Mm-hmm. People, you know, when people go through life and they, they are, are constantly believing that they're sick or they're, they've got this genetic predisposition or whatever, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Their energy actually creates the tumor. Their mm-hmm. belief actually creates the condition. And you, mm-hmm. and what's great about it is you can unbelieve that too. Mm-hmm. Just as okay. easily as you believe that into existence, you can unbelieve it, and then you got a um, and then you got a whole new life going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna clear that, and again, you can always put it back on if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you always have that choice. So it's like a pair of pants. Right. <laughs> so, so seriously, um, think about it. Mm-hmm. And and the next time you are looking at out the window or whatever, and you're thinking, you know, I'm going to go to that mailbox and I'm going to go get that mail, and oh my god, that's scary. But wait, and then you think to yourself, wait a second, am I just telling myself that? Mm-hmm. Am I believing that in order to mm-hmm. keep me safe inside when there's really nothing? To, because I remember a time when I was able to go outside and get the, go to that mailbox. And it was okay. Yeah. In fact, it was more than okay. I was able to go out clubbing. I was able to do all sorts of great stuff. Mm-hmm. And can I order my life? I mean, if your mom's cool with you living with her, there's no reason for you to get your own place. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> you can still, you can still, I mean, if, if you've got that kind of relationship with your mom and it, and you guys are cool together and whatever, Oh, more power to you. Yeah. <laughs> if you, I mean, if you, if you got a great relationship with her, that, hey, whatever. I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true. You, you got to want it. One way or another, you got to want it. All right. Yeah. Now, are you living with your mom because she's safe? Or are you living with your mom because you, 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 your mom's really cool? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. A little bit of column A, column B. There you go. So maybe there'll be a time when you you won't need to do that anymore. Because, again, your, your mom's older than you, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> One day, she's going to need you to take care of her. Right. And will you be able to be there for her when that happens? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Walt and I are at an age where, where we have to deal with elderly parents. So... <laughs> I oh, know. I, 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 um, your, well, your your dad passed 
Right. Is your mom still around? My mom's around. Actually, my sister is my mom's caregiver, so I, I'm, All right, there I'm you kind go. of fortunate in that one. But it, but it, even so, you still have, you know, there are still caregiver issues. You know, when, when you get to be mm-hmm. our age, you have to deal with, with parent mm-hmm. caregiver issues. And yeah. one day, and, you know, and, and that's not too far off for you either. And yeah. so, and, and, um, you know, the first day your, your mom, you know, trips and, you know, falls and breaks a hip or whatever, are you going to yeah. melt down or are you going to, are you going to be able to rise to the occasion and, and be there for her? And Can again, I do both? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably not simultaneously. I would have to say no to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could you could have a meltdown <laughs> followed by a recovery, and then you you could do that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's so that's that's where that's where we're at right now. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's, this is a good uh, cool stopping beans. point. We're actually a few minutes over, but that's okay. This has been good. This has been a good okay. uh, exploration. So we'll Alex will take a week to figure out whether or not she wants to get this thing cleared, whether she really wants it. She has to really want it, and uh, so that'll mm-hmm. give us time to. Uh, do a little considerating ourselves. Considerating. There's a new word for the day. Um, just considerating. To, considerating, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, do a little shout-out to Luann, one of our live stream listeners. She said, Bill, I would love to have Bill visit with me. And uh, we weren't able to get to uh, doing a visit with people in the live stream audience. But I want to invite you, Luann. Feel free to reach out to Bill. Bill, how does somebody reach out to you um, just for you know, a, a private uh consultation or, or me- communication or whatever. Yeah, you can message me on you can message me on Facebook. Uh, something else you can do is you can send me an email. My email is Bill B I L L at ninag.com, N I N A G E E dot com. All right. There we go. And so, and then you know and then at that point we can set up a Skype meeting or whatever. I'm, I'd be more than happy to work with you. All right. Very good. Well this has been educational. And uh, I, I think Alex has probably gotten the biggest education out of it, learning all this stuff about herself. So thank you, Alex, for being with me. I mean, it was stuff I already knew, but, you know. Well, okay. It's nice to know that, that the spirits are with me. This is true. Yes. Yeah. And apparently they're right on top of it. They know exactly what's going on. That, that's cool, too. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for being our test subject. And thank you, Bill, for sharing your stuff. Thank you to our live stream audience for being here. Thank you to our podcast audience as well. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everyone.